Put on your GM hat. We're going to play the role of Alex Antopoulos today. I'm going to tell you what moves I would make this offseason if I were the Atlanta Braves within the budget that we are projecting for the Atlanta Braves to have. Also going to take your Twitter comments as, as what you would do if you were the Braves GM. So it's going to be a lot of fun on this episode, dreaming, fantasizing about what we would do if we had the opportunity to run the Atlanta Braves. So with that, let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. Make sure you download the Lockdown Sports Atlanta app on Roku and Amazon Fire devices. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new. We just got over 3,000 subscribers, so appreciate all the support. If you're watching this video on YouTube, do me a favor, stop for a moment, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell that does help support the show a ton whenever you do that. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Really do appreciate that. We're going to be continuing to post episodes daily throughout the offseason. A lot to talk about. I'm actually recording this on Tuesday night as I'm out of town this weekend, but wanted to get this one out there for you so you had something to think about with Things expected to pick up this weekend with free agency beginning on Thursday as this episode is coming out. We're going to talk about the offseason moves that I would make within the parameters of the budget given. I asked you a lot of you this question on Twitter. Got some really good responses we're going to get to as well. But we're going to put, our G, put on our GM hats. We're going to live in the fantasy world and make some moves. Before we do that, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, I want to talk about my ideal offseason. If I were the GM of the Atlanta Braves, what would I do this offseason to put a World Series contending team on the field? Now, before we do that, we have to set some parameters. And I talked a lot about payroll, budget roster uh, 40-man roster construction on yesterday's podcast so if you haven't make sure you check that out but basically the big point of, of Wednesday's podcast is that the Braves are really close already to getting to that luxury tax threshold of 233 million for the 2023 season in fact most projections have them just about 16 million away from that threshold uh, without making any moves. Obviously, there's some potential to, to shed salary, which we'll talk about in a moment. So I'm going to try to play within the confines of what would the Braves do if they want to stay under that threshold? What could they do if they perhaps want to go into the first tier of that threshold? So going to go through both of those scenarios on today's podcast. But let's talk. let's start with the first one. What would I do if I were the Braves GM and I wanted to stay under the luxury tax threshold? I don't think they will. Uh, I think they almost certainly have to blow by that. And I think they have the funds to do so. I think they've talked about having the ability 
to do so. But let's say they want to, just for the sake of this exercise. Again, they only really have about $16 million for the 2023 season before hitting that threshold. First thing I would do, I would attach a couple of prospects to Marcelo Zuna, see if they'll pay about $10 million of what's left on his contract. That saves you $5 million for 2023. So now we're at about $21 million to spend for the 2023 season. I'd trade Manny Pena. That's another $4.5 million there. So we're up to around $25 million that could be available. One thing, look, in the Manny Pena deal, and I feel like Manny Pena is going to get traded Everybody needs a solid veteran backup catcher. So there's going to be a demand for that. You're not getting anything big in return for Manny Pena. I would say if you could try to get a, a prospect with minor league options who you could turn into a reliever, somebody that maybe has the ability to, to be a reliever and that could perhaps fill a hole in your bullpen. Or if you have a team who needs a backup catcher, they have a, Happen to have a veteran reliever on a, a cheap deal or somebody that only has a two-year, couple of years of control left, I think that could be a solid option as well. And you shed some salary and you feel a hole getting a, a bullpen guy. But that's really all you're going to get from Manny Pena. You're not getting much in return. That would be more about, you know, shedding that four and a half million. But if you can get something solid and plug a hole in return, I would certainly look to do that. I'd also try to free up a couple million by non-tendering uh, Guillermo Heredio, Silvia, uh, Silvia, Silvino Brancho, and I'd hate to say it, but Tyler Matzik. And I love Tyler Matzik, but you can save a couple million there. And again, this is if you want to stay under the luxury tax, I'd maybe have some sort of handshake deal with Matzik that says once he's ready for 2024, you know, we'll be willing to sign him and give him a chance to earn that. But you know, non-tendering those three guys right there saves you about $4 million. So now we're getting close to $30 million being available. I don't think Rosario is movable, but if you could move his $9 million contract or part of it, um, then I think maybe you can free up a little bit more money there. But I still think best case scenario, you do all those things and you're able to do all those things, Ozuna being the key one there, you're likely looking at about $30 million to use before hitting that first luxury tax threshold so that's what we're working with in this first exercise now i want to let you know i'm using fangraphs roster resource where they have projected deals for all the free agents out there or most of them um, i'm going to put this in the this link in the description below if you want to play along with me and let me know in the comments below what moves you would make and we're stick we're strictly talking free agent moves here you know i haven't really got into the trade discussion yet we don't know who's going to be available so we're strictly talking free agent signings but i'm going to put this link in the description click on that and i'm going based on those projections there while making these moves so first move i would make i'd sign dansby swanson he's project they haven't projected at six years 144 million that's a 23 and a half aav that is way more than i ever expected to pay for dansby swanson but that's market value um, I think, and I hope the Braves would able be able to get Dansby for a little bit less than that. I think 22 million is the max. We talked about this. I just don't see Alex Anthopoulos giving Dansby a higher AAV than Austin Riley or Matt Olson and even Ronald Acuna for that matter. Um, I just, it's hard for me to see that happening, but that's what they project 23 and a half million AAV. So that's what I would do. I would sign Dansby Swanson. Look, I, I love Dansby 
He's already plugged in to the clubhouse. He's your leader. He can, you know, you can win a World Series with him. You already have. He'll play next year at age 29, so still relatively young. I have concerns about whether or not the offense will stay where it was last year. Um, but I still think he'll be, you know, a solid offensive contributor, you know, 110 WRC plus in that range. And I feel like he'll still be a gold glove contender for at least the next three or four years. So I bring back Dansby Swanson. I just don't think there's enough money to go out there and get one of the other free agents. Uh, at least if you're staying under the luxury tax threshold, which is what we're doing here. So I'd say I'd sign Dansby six years, 144 million, 23 and a half AAV. That gives us, you know, about 6 million left to play with. I'd go out and get Matt Carpenter. And I'm just going through that list that I just gave you and looking at who's available, staying in the parameters of our budget. I think Matt Carpenter could be interesting. Yes, he's up there in age, but a left-handed bat has some power can play the outfield, can play first base. So he gives you, you know, some flexibility there. More likely will DH most of the time, but again, could back up Matt Olson at first base to give him a day if he decides to take one. You know, could also play in left field if you needed him to. And he was having a really good year with the Yankees. They actually kind of fell apart once he got hurt. So again, staying within that $30 million budget, Dansby's, I'd sign Dansby, I'd sign Matt Carpenter. That gets you just under that $30 million. Other options there, again, maybe if you could get Dansby for a little bit less, maybe you can sign a Michael Conforto for one year, $8 million. Maybe you get a Michael Brantley for one year at around $10 million. I like those guys. I think they'd be good fits, and I think that would you know solve both the shortstop and left field position for you. Um, ben Clemens of Fangrass projected Mitch Hanniger to get three years, $24 million. That's an $8 million AAV. If you could do that, I would be all for that as well. You might be able to get Jock Peterson for around $8 million. So that's what I would do. And I'm leaving out starting pitching here. I've talked about this already a lot. I just don't feel like starting pitching is a priority. Um, I just don't, especially if you're trying to, to stay under the threshold. If not, then maybe you go out and do something. Even then, it's still down on the list for me. Uh, I work on filling the shortstop spot, finding an upgrade, and left field. Those are my two biggest priorities. If there's something left over to upgrade the pitching staff, I do, but I just don't think they're going to sign Jacob deGrom. I don't think they're going to pay the AAV for Justin Verlander. I don't think they're going to pay the AAV for Carlos Rodon either, which I know a lot of fans have been tweeting at me saying they, they want Rodon more than even Dansby, even more than they want to fill the shortstop position. But if you want to stay under the luxury tax threshold, that's kind of what you're looking at. One big move, you know, one $20 million a year contract, and then maybe one other small move. Um, and even at that, you know, Alex likes to save money for the trade deadline. So it may be one big move, one really, really small move, or maybe a small trade, and then save some money for the deadline. Um, another option here, you could perhaps get Adam Duvall, platoon him with Rosario. Again, one big signing, one really, really little signing. That's what you're looking at if you want to stay under the luxury tax threshold. Now, I do want to mention another scenario here. Say you didn't want to spend the money on one of the free agent shortstops. If Willie Adamas, or maybe there's another shortstop out there, becomes available in trade, and I said I wasn't really going to take trade scenarios because or talk trade scenarios because I don't know what's out there. If Willie Adamas is available 
He's set to make about nine million in arbitration. If the Brewers decide to to sell off, and I think they're going to be a very interesting team to watch this offseason, what they decide to do. You could trade for Willie Adamas. Don't know the package. We're not going to talk package right now. That's nine million. You could sign Haniger or Conforto. That's around 12 million, eight to 12 million a year for either one of those guys. Then you could go out and you would still just have enough to maybe get a back-end starter, maybe a Clevenger on a prove-it type deal, another year removed from Tommy John, maybe a veteran like like Cueto to put in the back of the rotation on a one-year deal, or I may like this even better, go out and get a reliever like Taylor Rogers, who might cost seven and a half million, Matt Moore, who a lot of you have mentioned you like for five million, David Robertson for five million. I think you do that, kind of beef up the bullpen. That way you get to make three really solid moves to really add some depth to your team. Again, I think that's the way to go. It's a little bit harder to go because it involves a trade, but that could be another possibility if you wanted to stay under the luxury tax threshold and a way to kind of maximize your movement. So those are the moves I would make if we were going to stay under the the threshold. I don't think we are. I think the Braves are going to go over it. So I'll talk about what I think they do with that scenario next. I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right at Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. It's super customizable, not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't need in order to get certain things you want. The system integrates well into your home and it's easy to self-install, so no need to have a tech come out and schedule something to have a bulk or have a bulky unit that damages or messes up your home's design. It's very useful for security and peace of mind, but also for helping you make sure everything is secure each day. It can move with you even after you install it. Just remove the elements, take them with you wherever you go. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, our next scenario here is if the Atlanta Braves decide to go into the penalty, if they decide to pay the luxury tax threshold. And I really struggled with that word on yesterday's podcast. I'm going to try to limit it, limit it here today. But I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Braves are going to go into the luxury tax threshold. I think they're going to pay the penalty. There's only no way to avoid it with the way things have been set up because of the extensions that they've made and where their money is at for the the threshold. I mean, their hands are tied. They almost have to go to go over it at this point. And look to do that, go over some numbers real quick. I'm going to try not to, to bore you too much here with the numbers, but the first tier starts at 200 and 33 million and goes to 253 million. The, the team would pay a 20% tax on anything over 233 million. I got this math from Twitter user Benjamin Pack, so thanks for this. He says if the opening day payroll was 240 million, they'd pay a 20% tax on 7 million because that's the overage. That would be 1.4 million dollars. That's not that big of a deal. That's letting go of Guillermo Heredia. That's that's not a big deal. So Again, I think they do go over that threshold. Where it becomes a problem is the 
second and third year in a row you do it, those percentages go up. If you get to the second tier, which is 253 million to 273 million, that includes or that becomes a 32% overage charge. So if you went, you know, it would cost, say you went to 272 million. So just below or at the top of that second tier, the team would pay $12.5 million. So that gets a little bit more expensive there. But going into that first threshold, if you're going to go into that first threshold, you might as well go right up to the limit, go to 250, 253 million there and just pay that overage. And I think that's what the Braves will do. Um, Like I said, the percentages increase each year for every team when you're over for consecutive years. Um, But the threshold also rises each year. It'll be 237 next year for the first tier, then 241 and 244 going through 2026. So again, I think the Braves do this. I think they, they have a $250 million luxury tax threshold budget. Again, we're talking about the luxury tax threshold payroll, not the actual payroll for the season. There's a big difference between that, but making the moves mentioned earlier to shed payroll. This could give the Braves about 45 million to spend this off season. If they go up to the top of that first tier. So again, we're talking about a $250 million budget now. So if you're playing along in the comments section, that's what your budget is for this second experiment. Our budget is 250 million. Um, all right, moves I would make, I'd still sign Dansby. Six years, 141, 23 and a half AAV. Again, I hope the Braves can get him a little less than that. I would say if Xander Bogarts were a little bit cheaper than what he's projected, um, you know, if he were, he's projected to get around 28 million a year on fan graphs. Uh, if he were more towards 25 million a year, I would consider him over Dansby Swanson. I think he, I think he's a better hitter. I think he's really good defensively as well. I don't think you'd lose much there. Um, I just like, I like what he gives you at the plate a little bit more than Dansby, less strikeouts, more walks, uh, still has power. So I think overall, I'd like Xander better if the contracts were a little bit more comparable. Where they're projected on fan graphs, I think the gap is still big enough that I would take Dansby. But again, if you were to get Bogarts, you know, if you were going to spend 23 on Dansby and you could get Bogarts for 25 million a year, I think I'd actually go Xander Bogarts. But um, but in this exercise, I'd take Dansby Swanson. I still would take him the 23 and a half. AAV. Then I'd go out and get Andrew Benintendi. Um, they have him projected at four years, 56 million, so 14 million a year. Plug him in the left field. I really just I like what he brings to this lineup. And I think this lineup needs more on-base percentage guys, guys who can take a walk. You know, he still has the power. I've just liked Andrew Benintendi for a long time. I've wanted the Braves to trade for him. I wanted them to trade for him. When he was available from Boston, I wanted to trade for him last deadline. I just think he's a good fit for what this lineup needs. And I think you get that guy, you plug him in the left field for the next four years, and and I really like what he can bring to this team. So that would be my two big moves. I'd sign Dansby. I'd sign Benintendi. You know, that's roughly, you know, $37 of your $45 million budget you have to work with. With the rest of it, 
kind of similar to what I talked about in the last segment. You could go out and get a veteran reliever for the back of your rotation, like a Clevenger, like a Cueto for around $8 million a year. Or again, what I think would be the better move, just continue to build out that bullpen, get a Taylor, Taylor Rogers, Matt Moore, David Robertson type, you know, for a five to seven million a year, build out that bullpen, save what you have left over for end season moves. So again, that's not getting the big time starting pitcher that I know a lot of you want. And everybody's been mentioning Carlos Rodon. I just, I feel like the Braves rotation at their best is good enough to win a world series. Max Fried, he's a Cy Young candidate. I think Spencer Strider is going to be a Cy Young candidate. Kyle Wright, Great number three starter, won 21 games last year. I got to hope Charlie Morton's going to bounce back and be more of a number three type starter in 2023. And then I like the options for your fifth starter, whether it's Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, Bryce Elder, Kyle Muller. I just think there's options there. And I think there's a potential for one of those guys to really break out and step up. So I'm fine with the starting rotation as is. If they didn't want to make any moves there, I more so want to see the lineup get built up i want to see shortstop taken care of because i feel like shortstop's a very valuable position and i just really like what andrew benatendi could bring you in your lineup giving you a different type of hitter somebody who's more on base oriented um, so that's what i would do even if the budget was too for so basically what it comes down to if they want to stay under the luxury tax threshold you get one big move maybe one really small move if you go up to the top of the first tier of the luxury tax, you get two big moves and then maybe a small move and then maybe one very small move. So that's kind of the difference there of how you look at it. And again, we're really only talking free agents. I know I gave the one example for trading for Adamus, but strictly talking free agents, that's what I would do this offseason. So again, check on that link in the description over at Fangraphs. Let me know what you would do with a $230 million budget what you would do with a 250 million dollar budget let me know in the comments down below next i want to come back i asked that very question on twitter and i want to give some of the responses from some of the listeners we'll do that next betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find and as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including mlb mma boxing nhl golf so much going on uh, there's plenty of game sports to watch head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts So I asked on Twitter, what would you do? What would you do with the exact exercise I just went through, except I posed it like the Braves were going to stay under $230 million. So those were the parameters the Twitter followers were working under. So I want to give a couple of responses here. Jared Vickery says, Dansby, trade for Austin Meadows. If you can't trade for Meadows, sign Jock. Anything left over to uh, put towards the deadline. I like that idea. I think you could maybe do both. Both if you got Dansby for twenty-two million and Jock for eight million, and I think that that could potentially work. Uh, Austin Meadows set to make four million in arbitration. He's coming off pretty much a loss twenty twenty-two. Didn't play much because of injury. Does have two years of control left, um, so that certainly could work right there. Getting Dansby and, and Austin Meadows. 
Um, I had one question here, and I apologize. I forgot to put the Twitter name on here, but they said sign uh, Jose Iglesias for one year, $7 million for shortstop, trade for Hunter Renfro, who's making $11.2 million, sign Matt Moore for $6.5 million, sign Michael Fulmer for $5.3 million. So solidifying that bullpen for sure, which I'm, I'm not mad at. Again, Renfro is an interesting option if the Brewers decide to sell. I think that would be an, an intriguing option for left field. However, Jose Iglesias, and as much as I love him because I love defensive shortstops and he is just a wizard with a glove, um, that would be a big step back defensively. One, I don't think you can take. If that were the case, I'd rather just see Orlando Arcia get the job until maybe Von Grissom's ready or even just straight out uh, give Von Grissom the job. Uh, Jacob Suttles says, if we only have $30 million, give me Duvall and Rodon. Here's another person who just really wants Carlos Rodon. Uh, I think that would actually be over the 30 million that we're talking about. Uh, Rodon's projected to get around 27 million and they actually have Duvall projected to get 7 million. Uh, so that would be over the $30 million budget we're working with. But uh, another, another person who just really wants Carlos Rodon, look, I want him. I just, I don't see it as a big need. And I just don't think the Braves are going to pay that. I don't think Alex is going to pay the years that it would take for Rod- Rodon. Roger Doss says, option one, pay Dansby for shortstop and maybe Duvall Grissom or that type. That, that's kind of what I was talking about. If, if that's going to be the way you go, you pay Dansby, then maybe you get a platoon option for left field. Um, Roger also says, option two, trade for Adamas, spend big in left field, add an arm. Uh, so me and Roger are exactly on the same page. Those were the exact two options I gave if you're going to stay under the luxury tax threshold. Uh, Joey Milby says 20 for Dansby, 10 for a decent left field DH, preferably one that hits lefty. This is all assuming that we move Ozuna and Rosario. Yeah, everything we're talking about right now is assuming that they're able to at least move Ozuna and save some money. Uh, I don't expect them to save more than 10 million moving Ozuna, but uh, anything you can get back for him, I think, is a big win. Um, I. Like, I wish you could get Dansby for $20 million. That's more towards what I think he's actually going to be worth over the length of the contract. Uh, and then maybe you have the move to go get a decent outfielder. Maybe you get a Mitch Hanniger uh, at around $10 million a year. Um, I think that, you know, would certainly be good. Uh, so I certainly like that option as well. So appreciate all the responses on Twitter. Again, go to that link that I'm going to put in the description on Fangraphs. Use that. Let me know what you would do working in the confines of this budget, whether it be 230, $230 million or $250 million, Or if you think they're going to go crazy, spend $270 million. Let me know what you would do this offseason, how you would construct this team to put another World Series champion caliber team out there. And that's one thing I want to mention, too, and I've talked about this over the last couple of podcasts. The roster as constructed right now, is World Series capable? I, I truly believe that. Believe that. Maybe you need to to upgrade shortstop first, um, but I still think the roster you have. We're talking Acuna, Michael Harris, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Travis Darno. I mean, most teams would kill for that. You know, top five, six in the order. Ozzy Albie's coming back. You know, that's a really strong core of a team, and then you're looking at a rotation of Freed. Uh, Strider, Wright, Morton, and then several options for the fifth starter spot that I mentioned, a bullpen of Iglesias, Mentor, McHugh, Dylan Lee, hopefully a bounce back for Kirby Yates. I mean, 
the foundation is already there for this team to be good. Right now, you're just trying to create depth and put a little bit of icing on the cake to get to the World Series and to win it again. But already, as is, I think this team could go out and compete for a World Series. Moves, moves to be made, that's for sure. But the core that you have is already championship caliber, in my opinion. All right, as always, appreciate you listening to the Lockdown Braves comments. Thanks for or the Lockdown Braves podcast. Thank you for your comments. Please uh, put those down in the comment section below. Thanks for making us your first listen. And now go give a Lockdown Sports Today podcast a listen. They're talking about the biggest stories from each and every day and giving you what the biggest news is around all of sports, not just baseball. So make sure you go check out Lockdown Sports Today. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 